Do you ever feel alone? No. You feel like you're invisible? We asked the question, well, I presented the option to you guys to ask questions. Um, and we've done two questions so far. What were the other two? Why do, why do bad things happen to good people? And why is life unfair? Okay. Tonight we're talking about why does God love us? Why does God love us? And why does it matter? Okay. Um, <clears throat> this was the third most popular question. Why does God love us? And I try to think about why you guys would ask this question. Why does God love us? Why is it an important question? Give me the next slide, Chris. Keep going. One more. All right. Why is this an important question? Because maybe if we knew why God loved us, this is something we assume, right? We assume God loves us, but why? If we knew why, maybe we could figure out a way to make him love us more, right? If we knew the formula to getting God to love us, if I obey this much, if I say this, if I do this right, if I am this good, if I sing this loud, he will love me more, and then maybe I could get what I want, right? Uh, or maybe I just really want him to love me more. If, if I knew why he loved us. All right? Or maybe, maybe if I knew why he loves us, maybe I could figure out if he would love me less. Right? There might be something that I could do to make him love me less. And I don't want to do that. So I want to know why does he love me so I can keep doing that so that he won't love me less. Anybody ever feel that way? Maybe God will love me less if I, if I don't do this. Maybe he'll completely stop loving me because I didn't know why he loved me and I couldn't keep it up. I didn't know what to do to make him love me more. This question is also often based in guilt. Um, sometimes we know we've done something wrong or it's something that we struggle with over and over and we think, man, there's no way God could love me. And so we get afraid, and we, we, we begin to doubt God's goodness. We begin to doubt that love. We say, no, man, look at what I did. If somebody did that to me, I wouldn't love them anymore. So I've done that to God, so God is, there's no way he could love me. That's too good to be true. To think that God loves me no matter what I do, nah. That's too good to be true. I don't have enough faith to believe that. And for some of you, this might come from your relationship with your parents because you feel like you've got to perform. You've got to get certain grades. You've got to be involved. You've got to, you know, uh, listen. You've got to do certain chores. And when you don't do those things, what happens? Punishment, discipline, right? And in that, in that discipline, it feels like, man, they don't love me. I screwed up. Maybe you didn't get something that you wanted. Your parents told you, if you get straight A's, we'll give you this. And it didn't happen, so you lost something. And you feel like, uh, I'm not as loved as I want to be. 
So it's an important question. Why does God love us? And what does it mean? The other thing we have to ask is, what, is, what does love mean anyway? What is love? Anybody, anybody want to tell me what they think love means? Trey? Love means when you feel like someone you love. Okay. Everybody, you guys know you can't use the word in the definition, right? Okay, good. You, you almost said it. You're attracted to them. Yeah, yeah right. He was going to say affection. That's good. That's good. Affection. Anybody else? Anybody else? Jonathan? Love is a strong emotional feeling. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anthony? Some people it's stupid. Love is stupid. Okay. Love might make you feel stupid. Love might drive you insane. Depending on what other people do, right? Especially if the opposite sex. Girls, do you think boys are crazy? Yes. Okay. Boys, are girls crazy? So we're all insane. We're all crazy. All right. Ah. Oh, Trey, not now. Uh huh. That was Trey's teacher. That was Trey's teacher. That's what they said. Okay. So, so we agree this is an important question. I think it's a really important question for you guys. Because based on whether or not you, can, you, you know why God loves you can determine whether you are a strong Christian, whether you are a Christian who lives in fear all the time, thinking, oh no, God's going to get me now. He's all what I just did. Here it comes. Look out. Oh. Right? That's how we feel. So what is love? In the Old Testament, the two most popular words, the first word is Ahab. Ahab. Not Ahmed. Ahab. Okay? A. Flam. Hab. Okay. Now, this word Ahab. Say it. Everybody say Ahab. Ahab. Very good. Okay, good. The word Ahab, appropriately, means to breathe after. Okay? It means to breathe after. So, when I come and I sit next to Demi, and I say, Hey Demi, how are you doing? Shanti. Baby, you look so good. Right? That's what this word means. It means, it means you're, you're breathing after this thing. You long for this thing. You want this thing so, you desire it. All right? 
And in some places, it is used for sexual desire, all right? But in most places, it just means you long for something. And you really want it. All right, so in many places, the psalmist uses this word ahab to say, I love your commands. I, I long for them. I love them. I desire them. This is the word that God uses for his people, for the Israelites. He says, I ahab you. I long for you. Do you get you see this picture of God just like just he he's breathing after them. He wants them. He loves them. The other word in the Old Testament is kesed. Kesed. Okay? That that one you need the good a good phlegm for the k. Okay? Kesed. All right. Kesed, it means, it means goodness, it means kindness, it means faithfulness. All right? So the song you guys just sang, Trey, we're not talking about you. All right? We're talking about God. And the song we just sang, Forever, that's based on Psalm 136. And it says, your chesed endures forever. Your goodness, your kindness, your faithfulness endures forever. So when we say your love endures forever, we're saying your chesed. I'm going to do Hebrew words more often. <laughs> they are fun. All right? Just bring your spray guards because I might, I might cough up something on you one day. Uh, okay? How many of you have ever felt ahab? I think we've all felt ahab, right? This, this, this desire. <clears throat> In the New Testament, the most common word is, is agape. Huh? All right, agape is, is the, the love that comes from God, okay? Agape. And this is, this is devotion, this is a strong affection, this is goodwill towards someone. This is, this, is, this is love, that's what this is, this is agape. This is God's love to man, John 3.16, for God so agape the world, okay, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That was agape, it is God's love to man. Another word in the New Testament is filio, all right? This, is, this means to, to approve, to like. It can even mean to kiss, okay? Not in an erotic way, all right? But just in a, I like you. I want to kiss you. Wait, no. Uh, and as a greeting, right? In the Bible, they used to greet, even, even today in certain cultures, even today in certain cultures, I, they will greet you with a kiss just to say hello, to say, right, on the cheek. They'll say, I like you. I like you not as in boyfriend-girlfriend-like, but just as, you know, I think you're cool. You know, we're friends. I like you. 
So this is kind of the brotherly love. This is this is this differs from God's love, okay? Because this is our love between each other. This row. Shh. Thank you. This is our love between each other. This is our love to things. We like to say, I love Starbucks. I love donuts. I love ice cream, right? I love candy corn. Okay. All right, so, so when you, it's okay. It's okay to say, I love, you know, I love a certain clothing brand or whatever it is. I love, I love the Braves. I love, you know, whoever. I love them, but I do not, I do not agape them. I filio them, okay? I approve of them. I like them. I confirm them, okay? That's what it means. Huh? Do I kiss the Braves? In certain cultures, it would be okay. Yeah. All right. Filio changes, right? Especially between people. Filio can change. You said something about me. I no longer filio you. Okay? You like that person that I like, I don't filio you. Right? I, I don't filio you, I don't feel you, I don't filio you. Right, see? There you go. Very good. I ain't filio in that, right? I ain't filio in that. Okay? So, filio changes based on circumstances, all right? If you, if you have a donut and it's got a piece of, you know, dirt on it, hair on it, you no longer filio that thing. You don't filio that donut. This is why it's so important that you know that God's love is agape love. Because it doesn't matter what kind of dirt is on it. It doesn't matter what kind of dirt is on you. God agape loves you. Okay? That's important. Some of you are talking and brushing this off and treating it like it's not a big deal. But this is important for you to grasp right now. If you don't listen to me, that's fine. But you're going to miss out on something, on knowing something in your heart to know that, man, no matter what I do, this God ahabs me. He desires me. All right, let's keep going. Why does God love you? First John 4, 7, and 8. Um, someone look up First John 4, 7, and 8. Kyle, look up First John 4, 7, and 8. Uh, Lauren, you have your Bible? Look up Ephesians 1, 4, 5, 8, 9, 11. Okay. 
Hey. You know 1 John 4, 7. All right, stand up. Stand up. You going to stand up? You don't want to say it? You say it? Stand up. Stand up. All right, all right. Oh, what does 1 John 4, 7 and 8 say? Beloved, let us love. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. They wanted to sing it. So, beloved, let us love one another. First John 4, 7 and 8. Alright. Very good. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> for God is love. Okay? God is love. Not love is God. Alright? God is love. Now, this doesn't mean that God, you know, is just an emotion or a feeling or, you know, something like that. It, it means that in God, God is still a person, okay? But in his very nature, in everything in who he is, he is love. Love comes out of everything that he does. And so he loves us just because it's who he is, based on nothing that you do. Simply by the fact that you exist, God loves you. So, God is love. If he did not love you, if he ever stopped loving you, according to this verse, he would stop being God. Because God is love. He is loving in, Pastor Lee used this word on Sunday morning, in his ontos. There's a word called ontology, and, it's, and it has to do with your being, your essence, your very nature. Everything that makes you who you are, love is something that makes God, God. And if he ever stopped loving you, he would cease to be God. But he doesn't. Lauren, read Ephesians 1, 4, and 5. Uh, only read, what version you got? Mm. All right, start right there in love. All right, listen up. Listen up. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we, crossed, that we would be holy and blameless before him in love, he predestined. predestined us to adoption as sons through Christ Jesus to himself according to the kind intention of his will. Okay. Why did he love us? According to the kind intention of his will. Hmm. Okay. What's, uh, what's 8 and 9 say? Which he lavished on us in all wisdom and insight. He made known to, to us the mystery of his will according to his kind intention which he purposed in him. Okay. According to what? His kind intention. All right. Read the last one. Also, Verse 11. We have obtained an inheritance having been predestined according to his purpose works all things after the counsel of his will. Okay, why does he do things? According to 
the counsel of his will, okay, according to his kind intention. What does that mean? What does that mean? He does it because he wants to. He's intentional, yeah, according to his purposes, according to his wisdom, according to his kind intention. He chooses to love us because he chooses to. You know, who's going to tell him not to? Right? He does it just because he wants to. And if you read the earlier verses, you find out that that all of this is happening before he even made the world. Before you were born, before you did anything, he loved you because he wanted to, based on nothing that you did. And so, why do we think that based on something we do now, God will stop loving us? He doesn't. He always loves us because he wants to. just based on who he is. And finally, Lauren, you can read uh, 6 and 12. To, pray, to, the, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. Okay. And 12. Mm-hmm. To the end that we who were the first to hope in Christ would be to the praise of his glory. Right. Okay. So why does he love us? To the praise of his glorious grace. He doesn't just love us just to make us feel good, right? To say, oh man, God loves me. I'm I'm the best. Right? Hey, God loves me. What's up? God loves you too. So what? So what? What do we do with that? We should what? We should love back. Very good, Gregory. We should love back. The verses say, the verses say he loves us to the praise of his glorious grace. All right? We should take that love, receive it, and turn around and reflect it back to him in praise to the praise of His glorious grace. And that grace means that we didn't deserve it. All right? But just because of who God is, He loves us. And He never stops loving us. Not based on what we do. Okay? Now, as any good father, if we do bad things, what happens? We get disciplined. We get corrected, right? If we start walking off the path, heading off the cliff, God is going to say, nope, come back this way. Okay? A loving father will discipline his children. Y'all see the kids running around the food store who are dragging their mommy, you know, mommy, I want this candy! Right? What do you want to do with those children? Right. You want to discipline them yourself, right? You say, let me be your daddy for one second. 
Okay? <laughs> okay? So sometimes God does discipline us, and it doesn't feel very loving, but it is. Because because God is love, and everything He does in our life is loving, even though it doesn't always feel good. Okay? Now, let's answer the so what question. Why does it matter? Why God loves us? We don't have to try to win God's love. Now, if you're trying to date somebody, you know, get somebody's attention, you're going to put on your best clothes, you're going to spray yourself up, you're going to shower. Right, you're going to shave. You're going to work out. Right, you're going to... Right? Mm-hmm. You don't... Listen, listen. And, and what happens when you do all that and the person still doesn't want you? They still don't respond the way that you want to respond. You're depressed and... You say, man, I give up. It's not worth it. This is too hard. You don't ever have to do that with God. You don't ever have to try to win his affection. Because he already has affection for you. And that's hard for us to accept and really believe. To really believe and live out. Because inside all of us, there's this need to like prove ourselves and earn love and say, look at how good I am. But with God, we don't have to do that. All right? We also don't have to worry about losing His love. Because it has nothing to do with us. It has nothing to do with how good we are. This is the phrase that I want you guys to get. Listen to this. Believe this for the rest of your life. There is nothing you can do to make God love you more. There is nothing you can do to make God love you less. Okay? Nothing you can do to make God love you more. Nothing you can do to make God love you less. So why obey? Mala said it, because you love him. Because he loved you first. I'm going to close with Romans chapter 8. This is what he says. What then shall we say to these things? How do we respond to this idea that God loves us no matter what? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? You say you've messed up? If you're a Christian, that debt has been paid. It is God who justifies who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, 
who indeed is interceding for us. You've got the best person on your side. When you feel like you don't deserve God's love, remember, you've got Jesus on your side. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, including you, will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. This is the key, guys. It is through Him who loved us. God loves unsaved people, people who don't believe in Jesus Christ. God loves them. He does. But at the end of their life, anyone who is not in Christ will be separated from God. But those who have been forgiven through Christ will experience God's love through all eternity by being with Him. So now, we can live life with no fear. No fear of rejection from God. We know why He loves us. It's not based on us. It's based on Him. And God doesn't change, right? You guys believe that? Believe that it's not based on you. It's based on Him and who He is. And He does it because He wants to. That's about as good as a reason as, we'll, as we're going to discover. Just because he wants to. And he does it in the hope that we will return praise and honor and glory to him. Some of you feel like you are unloved. Some of you feel alone. Some of you feel invisible. Some of you feel like if I died, no one would care. Let me tell you, there is somebody who is breathing hard after you, who ahabs you, desires you, desires to be with you, desires you to be with him. And that is God. And he loves you perfectly forever. You can know him. Some of you do know him, but you don't believe he really loves you like that. Let me encourage you to believe it. It'll change your life when you believe that God loves you no matter what. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word because it tells us that you love us no matter what. God, I pray that we would catch this idea that, that, you, that you are pursuing us in love, that you desire us so strongly that you're, you're out of breath. Lord, there are a lot of people in here tonight who, who aren't sure if they are loved by their friends, by their parents, by certain people that they want to like them.
by their teachers. They may not even be sure if they're loved by me. Father, help us all to, to love each other, to filio each other better, but help us to really grasp the truth that you love us fully, completely, in the best way possible. Lord, I pray for anyone tonight who is not sure if they, if they know Jesus Christ, that they would come to me or Brother Anton or Chris or Andrew um, <clears throat> or Kyle or Janika, that they would find someone so that they can know that in Christ they are loved perfectly. In Jesus' name, amen.